It's a new year. Congratulations. We got around the sun again. Kicking off 2024 with my buddy Tom as we break down one of the lowest rated MCU movies, Thor The Dark World. We had a good time arguing how bad or good, question mark, it is. Hopefully, you have a good time listening. Housekeeping. There will be one more episode this month, my instant reactions to the 2023 Oscars nominations when they come out. Then we'll be back next month with the MCU pod on Captain America, the Winter Soldier. You won't want to miss that. As well as 2023 Movie Madness. Really looking forward to that, so keep an ear out for it. Slowing down on the content, though, these first few months of 2024 and really focusing on awards talk, but don't worry, you can still hear plenty of me. On the Revisionist Almanac, a brand new podcast I launched with my buddy Corndog, where we travel back in time to revisit each Oscars and debate what they got right, and more importantly, what they got wrong. Our first episode on the 2010 Oscars with friend of the show Kieran B is up now where you get your podcast, so make sure to go check that out. It was a blast. Lastly, follow us on Twitter or X, whatever your social pronouns are, at the Circuitverse and at Rev Almanac. And hey, throw Tom a follow if you are so inclined over at Gmo Podcast. And of course, enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the streaming circuit, the podcast that's trying to decide between chicken, vegetarian, or fish. As always, I am your host, Adam, and I'm joined by my buddy, Tom. What's up, man? I, I'm feeling strange lately. It might be the ether got inside me now. Hey oh. Hey oh. Do I need to extract it out of you? I, I could do with some extraction. That's good. It's been a while. We have I feel like we haven't done this in many moons, but it it's really hasn't weeks. been that long. So it's been a while, right? You said six weeks, is that what you said? Yeah, approximately six weeks. Feels longer than that. I don't know. Maybe it's the holidays. Feels like an eternity. Mm. Well, it was before Thanksgiving, so. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, since last we talked, what, I battled COVID. I had an incredible storm that knocked my power out for days. I mean, I've just been. The Kansas City Chiefs have become basically mortal. You know, they're the Patriots for my fellow New England fans here. They're no better than the Patriots right now. Mm. They just beat the Patriots like two weeks ago. Did they? Yeah. In New England, I'm pretty sure. I bet over the last eight weeks, their records are pretty close. I bet they're not that different. We're not so different, you and I. No. See, my Eagles, though, falling apart at the seams. So that's good. Give me Dr. Evil. What are you doing? Yeah. You are Dr. Evil. We're not so different, you and I. You're more like Scotty. Scotty doesn't know. (laughs) Um... All right, we're here to talk about Thor: The Dark World, which I think will be. Did you forget we were talking about? No, I just had to, I had well, kind of, I guess. I uh, I think it's going to be divisive. I, from what we've talked about, I think we're going to disagree on a lot of things, and I think we might agree on more than you think. I don't know. Who knows? What are your thoughts on Thor: The Dark World? What do you got? I recognize that this is often cited as being one of the worst. MCU movies, particularly pre Endgame. Like, I think in context, now that we're you know, well into phase five at this point, and we've had a bunch of duds this calendar year, at least, I know that you particularly like Miss, or excuse me, not Miss, but The Marvels, 
Um, I have yet to see it, so I can't make any mileage. I was not particularly impressed with anything that came out this last calendar year, including Guardians 3. It's a bad um, take. That's a bad take. Guardians 3 whatever. is great. Okay. I mean, I'll accept that it's the best of anything that came out, but that doesn't leave it much competition. Like, That's fair. Quantumania was bad. Just, like, truly awful. Oh, yeah. well, and if you feel that way, then you're not going to like the Marvels, I don't think, because... I think Quantumania is better than Marvel, so you're probably really going to hate that one. All right. Well, I mean, to each their own, and uh, your mileage may vary, but uh, I'll say in context for some of the the crap that they've put out recently, Dark World certainly has moved up the rankings in the overall scheme of it. It's still, though, because there were so many good ones that we're about to embark on here, starting with next month's movie it's still very low on the overall rankings, but I am willing after watching it again to entertain the idea that it's better than the original Thor. I am open to that discussion. Hey, the original hey. Thor. I am, I am open to the discussion. Well, I'm sure that's a discussion we will be having. Um, so for context, so when we started this little project, I decided to rank all the Marvel movies of, of just my enjoyment to see where things kind of stood. And I have eight films below Thor, the dark world that the MCU has made to this point. Now, is that the overall or is that pre Endgame? That is overall. That is every movie they've okay. ever made. How many are from phase four and phase five that are below Thor, the dark world? Um, only two films are below Thor the Dark World from of the newer films. Okay, so you probably have it above Iron Man 2, uh, the original Thor. Yep. I'm going to think your original Captain America would be below Dark World, right? I actually have it just above Dark World. Okay. So I'm trying to think what else would be in that category. One is kind of surprising. Oh, Two Captain Marvel's got to be below Dark World. Captain Marvel is very far below Dark World. I do not yeah. like that first Captain Marvel movie. Shout out to the Marvels, though. Ahead of this movie. I did have it ahead of this movie. Is Doctor Strange below Dark World? It is. It is oh. right now. And that might flip. We're going we to fight on there. that one, then. Yeah, when we get to there, that might flip. Um, but, yeah, uh, the two new ones are Black Widow and Love and Thunder are both below this one. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, 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 I yeah. can buy it. Hot take. I think this is the second best Thor movie. Well, and I, I know that we had some recent comments that we talked about well offline of Taika and what his approach to Ragnarok was, which is to basically treat this property as entirely comedic and thumb his nose at the entire thing because he didn't see it as a serious property in any regard. Thor was kind of an afterthought. He's kind of this throw in Avenger that he's more of an Avenger than he is a standalone character, even though that's kind of how they treat Hulk. But Hulk has a much more rich comic backstory that they've never really fully fleshed out, partially due to where the rights were in, in the overall universe. I mean, we talked about it on the, the incredible Hulk episode that universal owned the rights up until like recently um, on standalone Hulk movies. So, I mean, there is a possibility down the line that they could expand upon that now going forward, but Thor just was never like a hot commodity 
you're always treating it among this Norse mythology that the average person just is not going to connect to. And it's not nearly as grounded as everything else. So when he took that tongue in cheek approach in Ragnarok, I think it was a fresh view on it and kind of in the same style as guardians, but even more tongue in cheek. But when he tried to redo it again, I think I appreciated love and thunder because I thought it was on the same vein and I didn't, I wasn't off put by him basically making the same jokes over and over again. But I think a lot of people were burnt by how stale it felt. If you liked Ragnarok as being fresh, but then we're expecting something different. Yeah. I, I just thought Thor love and thunder crossed over the line a little too much into silly. Or as I think Thor Ragnarok was funny. And that to me, that's a, that's a line. Any movie can't cross for me. Like funny to silly. It's just like a, a death knell for me. Um, and that's what I think happened to love and thunder. I, I mean, there are parts I love in love and thunder, like the, the Jane storyline of love and thunder. I thought was, there was a lot there that they just kind of left on the table. Um, sure. But, but yeah, I, I, I like this movie though. I think it's, I don't understand people, like you said, think it's one of the worst movies they've ever done. Um, and we'll talk about some of the efforts Marvel has made, I'm sure to, uh, to enhance this film in, in subsequent films. But. Like I would have it above at least three that I can think of, of phase four and phase five that I've seen so far. I'd have it above quantum mania. I would have it above uh, black widow. I would yeah. probably have it about on par with Shang Chi. Oh, wow. So, huh. but again, I I don't think there's anything special about this movie. Like it's, it, may not no, be that bad but it's not like great either no i don't think it's great most of my defense will be it's better than most people give it credit for i'm not going to argue that it's a great movie by any means and i think that's what our eventual defense if we ever get to that point of eternals is going to be because you and i don't hate that movie like everybody I, else seems to i quite enjoy eternals i'll tell you what i quite enjoy Eternals. Um, so yeah. I, I'm just fine with being in the camp of, well, it doesn't actually suck, but eh, do I need to watch Dark World again anytime soon? No, probably not. No. Yeah. And uh, and we'll touch on that on your pod in the second part of this episode, which where can I find that as an early sneak peek? Oh, yes. Greatest movie of all time podcast available wherever you get your podcast, including now on YouTube. But I also have gone through this last month, and we now have a dedicated list on the Greatest Movie of All Time podcast show page on Letterboxd with a dedicated ranking list of our MCU films. So you don't even need to go to the website. If you have a Letterboxd account, there is now a dedicated list. You don't even have to go to any of my promo stuff. You could skip the lines. Nice. Easy pass. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this podcast. And uh, we'll head over there. <laughs> what if we just ended? <laughs> and they were like, wait, they didn't talk about okay. it. Okay. Well, let's <laughs> let's do this. How many of the things that you're going to nominate for any of the categories we're about to discuss are anything above a 50%? I mean, I don't want to give away the milk for free, <laughs> but zero. By there's, the way, we have not done. At the end of this we do need to have an actual like hall of fame of heroes 
Okay, sure, we can do that. I know we don't do it on the individual pod because most of the heroes are pretty obvious. Stupid. Yes, because Thor is the best hero in the Thor movie. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need to belabor that point, I don't think. But, but outside of Cap and Iron Man, I think there's a discussion on what the other like top three of that list would be. Oh, I think you're missing one big one. Two big ones. Let's let, let's give Thor his credit. Come on, he has four movies. Let's put some respect on his name, well, even okay. though some of his movies. I'm aren't saying very good, Cap and still... Iron Man are the only guarantees. Outside of that, I'm open for the rest of the discussion. Thor's gonna kick your ass, man. He has four movies put some respect on his name he's made four movies now granted one of them is good but still he made four of them <laughs> okay spidey come on spidey's got to be on there well that's i think that to most people but he's not a primary avenger so i think it's at least an open discussion yeah thanks a lot i so i could definitely see but i just i'm not willing to put spider-man as a guaranteed mcu uh top five hero He's the most likely third candidate because of obviously his popularity overall, but you'll have to find out in like a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're still a long way from his first introduction. Yeah. We're not even to phase three yet. We're, we're barely in phase two. <laughs> we're halfway uh, through phase two. What are you talking about? There's only like five movies in phase two or is it this, six? Cause the Ant-Man's six. tacked on there. Yeah. Yeah, I think Ant okay, Man so Ant-Man is two. the last one of Phase 2. So, all right, so we're one-third of the way through uh, Phase 2. Well, True. in the middle of one-third of Phase 2. Yes. Because we're on Part 1, baby. We're part on part, part of 2. We're, we're on Part 1 of Part 2 of Part 2. <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, what's his name? Will Arnett in The Office. I can't give you the whole plan. I can give you Part 1 or Part C of Part 1. And, and not giving you the whole plan. Um, all right. What category do you want to do first? If you even know the categories. Do you even know the categories? Of course I know the categories. I prepared, my friend. I have best villain down first. Oh, that's easy. that's how it, I always lead my notes. All right. Well, okay. It's well, Malekith. Okay. And he has 0% chance of being in the final Hall of Fame. The villain's Hall of Fame. Wow. 0%. Wow. I, really Malekith has a chance of being at the end like we've been through like eight or nine movies at this point like Red Skull has a better chance you don't even know what I was going to say no I, I was, don't I was going to say Malekith wow zero percent that's being generous I put him down <laughs> negative 50 percent I think at least you didn't go two percent milk no I got negative 50 percent which There's one you did no... for that like in past months, but yeah, okay. There, there's, there's zero chance Malekith makes Hall of Fame. This, this dude's terrible. This guy sucks. I don't know what they were thinking. Like, uh, I, as much as I wanted to defend this movie, him learn some weird, made-up language all of a sudden. Just it, it yeah. wasn't worth it. it wasn't I want to defend this movie with all my heart, but Jesus Christ, Malekith is so bad. I, I, I don't know what they were doing, honestly. And it's I'm not even sure it's the actor's done. fault. I think it's just poorly written. What does he want? Can you tell me what he wants? I don't know what he wants. He's just walking he around pissed off all the time. He wants to turn the universe into darkness? Go to Alaska. Whatever the what fuck that means? Live in Alaska half the year. It's fucking dark there. Like, what are we doing? 
I don't, I don't understand his motivations at all. He just walks around pissed off all the time, looking for this red goo. And uh, <laughs> it's not know. dark. Why is it not dark? <laughs> he's got it's like he's he's just got a sleeping disorder. Like that's the only reason he's pissed off. It's just like I can't What's fucking sleep. What's the opposite sleep. of a nightlight? The opposite of a nightlight? I don't know. Wherever yeah, Aaron Rodgers went. That, yeah. So when it's light outside, it projects <laughs> darkness. Aaron Rodgers, Malekith? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> the Malekith of the NFL. Oh, Corns um, is gonna love that when he hears this. Yeah, Corns hates that guy. Um, he's <laughs> irrationally he's, so. He's just gathering all his old friends from el- his old elf friends from five thousand years ago. He's like, you guys can still fight. Come here. And they can't. And he tears his ACL. Anyway, all right. With next category, I'll let you pick. <laughs> um, I want to. Let's do. Love interest, because this I think is fun. Now, last time, if I recall correctly, you this was horrific Natalie Portman slander that I did not stand for. Are we going to continue this trend? That she is not the love interest that I nominate? You are correct. Okay, who did you nominate? I went with Friga, his mom. Did, okay, you... Okay, this is getting weird. All right, we're getting some Freudian shit here. All right. <laughs> I think she's the most important character that he loses during the course of the film, other than maybe Loki, which I can't nominate as a love interest. And Why not? she you obviously is important. Well, she obviously <laughs> is important because she wraps around to some significance in Endgame when he has that touching moment saying goodbye to her again. So I think it's at least worthwhile of a visit. I have her at 30%. 30%. You think there's a one in third chance she's getting in as the best love interest of the MCU? Hey, I was the guy who nominated Howard Stark. Who arguably, I I didn't even think Thor cared about until Endgame, to be frank with you. He doesn't give a shit about (laughs) Frigg in this movie. When does he care about Frigg in this movie? (laughs) Loki asks about her. I don't know. He has one scene where he's like upset. Does he? Like he sees Loki and the first thing Loki, Loki's like, like, how did she die? And he's like, I don't want to talk about her. <laughs> it's like, really? You don't want to talk? She just died like a scene ago. Okay. Interesting choice. Um, I also didn't go Jane. Surprisingly. All right. Since we, I went with Jane last time, hundred uh, percent. I went with Richard. Cause I love Richard. Is he the intern? No, that's Ian. My name's oh, that's Ian. Ian. My bad. So who's Richard? It's the funniest line in the movie. Ian, my name's Ian. It's so funny. Richard is the one she goes on a date with at the beginning. It's chicken, vegetarian, or fish. It's like, I'm going to try the fish. And she goes, fish, 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 fish. And then she calls him again and he answers. I love Richard. I gave him 0% because this is stupid, but I, I just, I love Richard. I think he's <laughs> such a, he's such a warm hearted person and he deserved better than Jane Foster, to be frank with you. Um, you know, he picks up when she calls him from another planet with another dude. And, and, I, and uh, he's even got Thor jealous. Thor is jealous of him, which is a pretty incredible feat. But 0% because it's fucking Richard. I mean, but, the best ability, they say, is availability. That dude is available. That is for sure. Ladies. Like Tom Duncan level available. Hey, ladies, if you're listening, hit us up. You can DM us at the Circuitverse, and I can give you his phone number. That's true. All right, so we're off to a roaring start. 
um, a negative 50%, a couple zero percents, and a mind-boggling 30% for a mother. Um, uh, why, why don't you go next? <laughs> why don't you pick the next category? All right. So this is a little creative thinking, but best sidekick, I have Loki. Okay. I thought about Loki. Yep. It was hard to nominate any one singular character in this movie that really helps Thor, unless you were to go Jane, which I guess I could see, but um, your lady love, Kat Dennings, is not really like in God, the movie as Kat much Dennings. as she is in the first one, and Stellan Skarsgård doesn't show up until he's like naked at Stonehenge like two-thirds of the way through the film, and <laughs> the Warriors 3 or whatever are barely in the film. Like, does he get help from his dad? It's still very Loki centric. And so a lot of the movie is still revolving around him. He eventually helps him, even at the cost, supposedly, of his own life, which obviously isn't true. We get undone by the end of the movie, hmm. the trickster. But I figure by the time we get to like Ragnarok, he's going to be kind of up there. Because can you really nominate um, Hulk for that movie? Probably not because he's another hero and maybe you can nominate the Valkyrie, but I don't know. Yeah. I thought about Loki. I actually, I went with no one. I didn't pick anyone. I said none, 0%. No one helps Thor in this movie to like Loki probably does the most, but yeah, like Jane is just, you know, dead weight. You know, he has like, she's the reason they're in this mess. And, you know, she just causes problems for Thor. And Odin doesn't help anybody ever in anything. Yeah. And Frigga dies. And the Warriors 3, as usual, are useless for most of the movie. Maybe Sif. I don't know. But no, no, because she causes the whole goddamn fight in the beginning, doesn't she? Isn't that her fault? Doesn't she try to, like, burn the place down? I don't remember. I I just remember seeing Zachary Levi all of a sudden be in the Warriors 3. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know he was in the MCU. Yeah, yeah, he yeah he doesn't do much. Um, he swings. Oh, I guess he takes out one of those Asgardian ships towards the end. Um, but yeah, I no one helps Thor, and Thor doesn't do all that much either. This is this. Is, yeah, sidekick is going to be a much more interesting conversation when we have Ragnarok. Yeah, or Civil War. That'll be fun. Be well, that's true. Yeah. If the if there is even a discussion of who can be a sidekick in Ragnarok. Or in not in Ragnarok in Civil War, because I I don't know yeah. can we have like we get on the Oscars for category manipulation? Mm. That's my only drawback to having Loki in the sidekick range is yeah he's already kind of a best villain, mm-hmm. so can he be in two categories? I don't know. We'll have to see. I think he probably can be. So I'm not really sure what percentage to give this. I think I had 50 down, just like take a 50-50 shot that he's popular enough as a character that sidekick, he could probably win or be a part of the top 10 of any of the categories he's up for. But I just yeah. don't know how we're going to decide this by the end of it. Yeah, I'm not really sure. We'll we'll, uh, we'll fly by the seat of our pants. But, uh, but he yeah, I mean, he vacillates in between, you know, hero and villain very well, better than any other character in the MCU. Um, so... I could buy that. So you are writing down our nominees again, right? Um, no, 
so that we can do this at the end of each <laughs> phase and have our our little mini hall of fames again well usually nate does this but okay fucking nate again god damn it nate's not the best nate i'm kidding come on you are so sensitive nate Jeez, i feel stupid writing this dude Frigga. it's with two g's what's wrong with you? and 30 <laughs> percent give you two g's Okay, we've done villain, sidekick, love interest. So now we've got lines and scene. All right, let's okay. do line. And then we'll close out with scenes. So my nominees for best lines in the film, and these are not chronological, I apologize. Um, but uh, but that's what you're going to get. Uh, next time, let's start with the big one. I believe that was Zachary Levi in uh, as one of the Warriors 3. I don't know his name. Fandral. Fandral. Okay. All right. That was from Fandral then. How are you different than Malekith? The difference, my son, is that I will win. Odin, as he always screams things. Uh, you must be truly desperate to come to me for help, Loki. Well done. You just decrap you just decapitated. Well done, you just decapitated your grandfather, Loki. Uh, that line cracks me up. And then Loki's not coming, is he? My brother is dead. Oh thank God. I mean, I'm so sorry, Eric. Those are those are my nominees. Do you have any other ones that I didn't say? Frankly, that was the only line of mine that you took. So I have all different ones otherwise. All right, so my first one. Look, why don't you let me take over? I'm clearly the better pilot. Is that right? Out of the two of us, which one can actually fly? Loki, you lied to me. I'm impressed. Odin... I know very well who you are, Jane Foster. You told your dad about me? And then my actual nominee for best line. One son who wanted the throne too much and the other one who will not take it. Is this my legacy? That's a good line. I should have put that. Um, I also, uh, uh, one I forgot. Meow, meow. I fucking... When, when, when Darcy says meow, meow, I... It is. It gets me. I love that. It gets me going. So cute. Precious. I love Darcy. So I have 5% on my line. What was your line? The last one. The one you said you should have nominated. One son who wanted the throne too much and the other who will not take it. Is this my legacy? Yeah, the throne one's a good one. I like that one. Um, Because that's that's Loki as Odin, right? Uh... It's yes, I think so, because I think it is from the end of the movie. That is a really good line. Um, And it also it also foreshadows Loki's ending question mark. Yeah, in the MCU. No, I, I. I think it is a good encapsulation of the entire dynamic between the two brothers and their dynamic with their father. Going back to the original one and all the way through what their kind of demise is let's say odin giving off real fritz von eric vibes i don't know i'm just saying yeah not saying just saying maybe not the best you better be careful or thor's gonna come at you from the top rope it's thor's kevin von eric right he's he's the efron guy right yeah i would i would imagine so since he's the only real surviving member yeah loki's carry probably yeah that sounds about right and then I, I got to think um, the goddess of death is uh, Michael. <laughs> Michael. 
Oh, Michael. I, he was fine. I don't know. He was fine in the movie. I didn't think the actor was the, the strongest performer, but that's fine. So, bigger question. Where do each of these movies fit in in your Harry Potter series? Great question. Um, I would I would put Thor The Dark World probably... Are we counting the Beasts movies or no? No, I, I think they're fair. They're fair game. They're part of the larger Harry Potter universe. Ugh, if you say so. If they, if they must be. Um, we don't we don't recognize them in this household. They're just... No. Uh, I, I would put a, I would put this above all the Fantastic Beast movies. I don't, I don't think any of them are better than this movie. And then I would I would rather watch this than the first two Harry Potter movies. They're probably better than this movie, but I'm not. See a huge... those the first two were the only two I liked. Uh, what? What? Yep. Why? I swore them off after I saw three. And I have you, not. You watched haven't another seen one them. Since. I have not seen four through seven or four through eight. Excuse me. And I refuse then, to watch them. Then you don't even know. What are you talking about? You don't even know what you're talking about. You're missing the best ones, man. They get older and more I'm mature, good. which is which is why I, I like them more because I they, they they're very childlike, which I get why they are in the first two, but they get more adult, and I like that. I'm sure that would be fine for me as a 33 year old, but when they originally came out 20 years ago, and the third one was just such a darker tone, I just didn't care for it. Because I was like 12, 13. You should give them a watch. They're pretty good. Although six, uh, the the only issue I have with any of the movies, really, there's one issue in six that is unforgivable, a choice they made. But other than that, I won't spoil it in case people haven't seen Harry Potter or read Harry Potter or know Harry Potter. Well, I read all the books. I have all the books. Yeah. I haven't touched them since I think I finished seven. What was that? Like 15 years ago? Mm. I did a I did a reread 2021 I think mm. I did all of them and, uh, and had a good time good I'm excited for the show man I just envisioned that if I were ever lucky enough to have progeny at some point um, that I would just read them to them at some point yeah that's my uh, my uncle read the first one to me when I was young yeah that was my introduction to it there was actually a really funny story tangent even though we're already on a huge tangent <laughs> um, which I appreciate. I appreciate the callback to what I do to you guys. That's funny. Um, we were in Pizza Hut. I remember this vividly. I was probably like five years old, four years old. I don't even know. We're in a Pizza Hut. My uncle's reading me Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone. If you're a jackass um, or European tomato. Um, <laughs> and uh, and he got to <laughs> he got to we got to like a really scary part with Voldemort. And like right when he got to that part, there was a huge like thunder strike and the power went out at Pizza Hut. And I, I was like shitting myself, dude. I was so terrified. I was like, holy crap, Voldemort's here. He heard you stop reading. Stop it. I was terrified. It was amazing. <laughs> so great. Um, and I've loved Harry Potter ever since. Yeah. Anytime anyone says he who must not be named, I immediately just like, fuck that. Voldemort, 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 Voldemort. Not a superstitious guy. I just don't want to give him any more power than he needs to have. Oh, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I'm not a superstitious person at all. I walk under every ladder I see. And I, I purposefully. Oh, I can be a superstitious fan. I'll say that much. Uh, because they're, they're, 
There truly is a curse of Tom when it comes to sports. Yeah. It, I'm. It's uncanny. Whoever hat I'm wearing loses. Uh, oh, right. I have legitimately yeah. gone out during like championship series or whatever and bought the opposing team's hat in order to guarantee my team a victory. <laughs> Sorry, Nashville Predators. Uh, the Preds. Good old Preds. Um, that's funny. <laughs> the only superstition I believe in is, is broken mirrors. I don't, I don't fuck with those because when I was in high school, we had, I, I went to a school that was very prestigious in show choir. I mean, we were an excellent program and we always would win state championships and we were just really good. And my junior year, this bitch, she was a freshman she broke a mirror like there. So how it works is we do like you perform during the day and the top, mm-hmm. whatever schools advance to the night finals for this championship. So we perform during the day, fucking crushed it as always. And we're, we're like preparing, getting ready to go. And like 15 minutes before our night performance, she broke a mirror and it was the worst performance we'd had in years. It was, it was terrible. So I, I do believe in that one. If you break a mirror, you're fucked. Don't do it. But all I'll say is, is that I know people are right now struggling to believe there is a curse of Tom. I have over two decades worth of evidence. I've known you for a little it while. Lives. I can believe that. I can buy that. I feel like I've been cursed since I've known you. I buy that. So anyway, <laughs> uh, maybe we'll talk about it on the live stream tomorrow. Sure. I don't know where we were. I don't know what we were talking about. Best line. We were on best line. I nominated my line at 5%. You haven't given what your percentage is for your line, nor have you picked a line that is your line. Yeah. I don't know how we got on that tangent. I know, I know what you said to start it. I don't know how we got there, Um, but that's, that's, well, you originally went on one tangent, then I just continued the tangent and then we kind of just not circled back until now. Uh, And our, and our math teachers thought we wouldn't use tan gent. Um, I, my favorite line. I don't even know where I am. I'm so discombobulated right now. You must which be have, tr- you. Which here we go. You must be truly desperate to come to me for help. I, I think that's the best line in the movie. All right. If it, uh, I think it perfectly captures their relationship, um, to a T. That the only reason Thor would go to him is he has no other option because he doesn't trust him. Obviously, because he you know took over New York and Earth for a brief moment. Um, I gave it 10%. I don't know if it has a great chance, but I, I do think it's one of the better lines from Tom Hiddleston, one of his more iconic lines in the MCU. I think it's more likely that a Loki line from like Avengers is possibly going to be one. But then again, we had trouble figuring out which Avengers lines to even pick during that movie. So I don't know. Mm. It's an open question. Yeah. All lines right. is going to be much more varied when we get to the end. True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So we have the two scene ones left. Do you want to do fight scene for, or let, yeah, let's do fight scene first and then we'll just do overall scene. Okay. I have it listed as action scene, but all right, fine. Yeah. Fight action, whatever. What do you got? So my top five escape from Asgard where he decapitates his grandfather. I have the attack on Asgard, which is when the, uh, basically they come for Frigga. Uh, I have drawing out the ether, which is on that. Is it the dark planet or the elven planet or whatever the flip that the, is? The dark world, hence the title. I have convergence, which is the end 
like fight scene in I can't Greenwich. Is that where they are? I think it's been like three weeks since I watched the film. Yeah. Um, And then I have protecting the realms, which is like the first opening fight sequence. And I have that one as my top one. I have it at zero (laughs) percent. All right. So the big the big one, that's what you're talking about. Let's start with the big one. Okay. Yeah. Well, that I think is the ending. But I think that's the the actual as far as fight or choreography or any of the other stuff that goes into it, I think it's the most thorough, true fight scene. Everything else seems kind of rushed and or aborted. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, that that's a good pick. I think it's definitely the most traditional, probably fight fight in the movie. You know, big battle. I uh, I went with Thor and Loki on the Dark World. Okay, so drawing out the Aether. Okay. Yeah, and I went uh, good old milk 2% on that one as well. I think not even for the action, because I think the action is just fine. But I think the, the the story around it is really good. It's really interesting to have Loki turn. And because we've seen him be evil so much, we believed his turn in the moment. And we're like, oh shit, Like he really just screwed Thor and he cut off his hand. And like, what's going to happen now? And then they're actually you know, faking us out and he turns, he breaks good again. And it's like, Oh, he, you know, he's actually with us. And then, and then he dies and we're like, Oh, now we're sad. Cause he's gone. And then another fake out. Cause he's actually not dead. He's back. And now he's gone bad again. Uh, I think it's just a, a really nice seesaw of a scene between Thor and Loki um, emotionally. So as far as best scene, and I try to eliminate all the action scenes from the nominees. Number five, I have Jane's date. So Richard, I would assume. Four, I have Jane and the ether, which is when she first like happens upon it and it sucks into her and she's in that weird, like, I don't know, alternate world or whatnot. Three, I have Selvig at Stonehenge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two, I have Jane in Asgard. And then number one, I have the final like scene of the movie. Thor denies the throne. Interesting. Okay. What'd you pick? Oh, you uh, that was the one you picked? Yeah, that would be my number one, but it's okay. also at 0%. Okay. Um, There's I had, nothing memorable yeah. or significant out of this movie, except there was a Infinity Stone. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I think uh, I had three scenes in the running for best scene of the movie for me. I did have the Thor and or Loki and Thor on the Dark World fight. I think that's I had that's one of the best scenes. I had Loki and Frigga, their talk when she goes down to, or well, when she projects herself down to see him, or he projects her. I don't know. It, there's some projection. I don't yeah, she know. projects herself. Yeah, yeah. Um, that scene I like a lot, and, and Loki just screams, "He's not my father!" and uh, it's heartbreaking. And then I think the best scene of the movie is the Viking funeral. I think that scene's really beautiful. I think the score is amazing, um, with the you know orchestral music and 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 the chorus there and just the visual of it and the one time maybe thor's a little sad that his mom died i don't know um uh but i think that's that's what i think of first when i think of this movie is is the viking funeral i think it's beautiful with that said uh where is it i gave it zero percent because i don't think it's gonna make it but i enjoyed it yeah 
All right. All I right. Think that's all the categories we have. Any any hot takes? Any lingering thoughts? I mean, like I said, there's nothing particularly memorable per se about the movie, but I do have a few like just open remaining questions. So whatever those like lightning rod sticks were that have like a sharp edge and they kind of use as a um, scientific spear. If those were meant to stabilize the convergence, why do they transport things? Like, I, I still have no idea how those worked. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I don't, okay. think they, I don't think they knew either. I'm, I'm not 100% sure that they knew. I, I just think it's a bad third act. I think that that's terrible. part of the reason this movie is <laughs> is is bad. But after after the Dark World fight, this movie is, goes downhill quick. Okay, next up. Is a dark elf really the best that they could do as a villain? Like, is this World of Warcraft dragons and dungeons, or is it the MCU? Dragons and dungeons, dude. You just pissed off a billion people. It's dungeons and dragons. Come on, man. I said dungeons and dragons, didn't I? You said dragons and dungeons. You trying to get oh, us canceled well. by the, the, the nerd community, dude? What are you doing? I, I do not both. support this podcast. I'm not very, I mean, I'm not very familiar with Thor in the comics. Is, is uh, does he have a big rogues gallery that you could choose from? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the fact that we had to go to whatever that weird, like iron, uh, freakoid thing that shot out of its, eye, like fire out of its eyes for the first one. Like the Iron Man rogues gallery apparently is pretty bad too. Yeah, other than the Mandarin. Yeah. Yeah, Marvel doesn't have... But the have MCU's a t- always had Spidey. kind of a villain problem comparatively to, like, DC, who, you know, we have, like, 20 good su- supervillains for Batman alone. Yeah, yeah. I. Yeah, Marvel does not make a good villain very often. And this one is this one is up there. This one is up there with the Marvel's villain. And I'm trying to think of some other ones that are really bad. I don't know. But this, this I mean, this is up there with... Uh, the worst villains the MCU has ever done. Probably the worst. All right. Last one. Why the hell is Selvig naked? A running around Stonehenge. It has no explanation as to why he's naked. If it was to supposedly prove that he needed to be in a mental institution, which they take him and then they pull him out of there, they can't successfully remove him. If the state has declared him incompetent, you'd be breaking a ton of laws to try and do that. And, it still isn't revealed why he was necessarily naked. Like what it was it accomplishing? Not to mention if he was crazy enough to do that in the first place, and then you remove him from the mental institution. How was he like fine a day later with no residual effects of his mental incompetency? That entire plot line makes almost no sense. It is weird. It's, it's very strange. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, I mean, I think it's, Maybe they're playing it like, um, have you seen the movie Red with Bruce Willis and John Malkovich? It's been a long time ago. Retired spy movie. So in the movie, Malkovich or somebody is, I think it's Malkovich who's talking about aluminum foil. That sounds like Malkovich's character. Yeah. And he's, he's like the government listens or, or whatever through aluminum foil. And like, he's not a, you know, he's not crazy in general, but he has like weird things maybe this was like just a weird thing of selvig is like 
they're listening to me through my clothes. They have my clothes bugged. I need to, I need to be naked. So what you're saying is, is Eric Selvig is the Aaron Rodgers of the MCU. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And the Malekith and all of them. He's everybody. He's Odin screaming at people. The difference is I will win. It's like, well, missed the playoffs last year, but that's fine. Um, so what nitpick are you you keeping for the nitpick zone here? I don't really have any nitpicks. I just think the movie isn't great. I think they I think they dropped the ball. But I I I do, I do think what what do you think about the end game of the of it all where they tried to improve this movie? Do you, did that improve this movie for you at all? I think it gives it a little bit more significance so you can't skip over it in the same way that we said we could skip over it for the incredible Hulk. Mm. Like you could just do an entire MCU watch and just act like that movie doesn't exist. You can't exactly do that with dark world. No. So it at least has some more importance, but it doesn't like reclaim it as like a good movie. Honestly, yeah. you, you probably, <sighs> I mean, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I think that's kind of like a good Rorschach test for MCU fans or not MCU fans. Because you can look at that in two ways of like, wow, they took another movie in this universe and were able to improve upon a previous movie they did with, at, with adding new stuff to that movie from this other movie. Like you and I are going to be like, that's cool and that makes this movie more important. And then other people like our friend Kieran who, hate, who just doesn't like Marvel would probably look at that and be like, that's so stupid that now I have to go watch this movie. And this movie is now retroactively better because of something else they did in something else. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's a good test of like, are you a fan of the cinematic universe or are you not with, with this movie and that connection? We, we better keep his name out of our mouths since he doesn't listen to these. <laughs> a little birdie told me he did listen to him. So I don't know. I know, maybe he I'm just listens just, to I'm mine. I'm just poking, man. Maybe he doesn't listen to yours. Maybe he just listens to mine. I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I do. Th I did like that in Endgame, and to me, it's more interesting watching this movie and like seeing, like when they show the hallway, and I'm like, oh my god, is like, are they there right now? Like, and it, like to me, that's cool. Those are cool Easter eggs to me. Um, I get why some people might not like them, but I also think that shows the magic that the MCU used to have. You know, at the height at Endgame where they could go back and take a movie that wasn't overly loved and improve upon it and kind of throw some Easter eggs in there. Now, if they did that, I mean, Christ, they've got eight movies now that they'd have to go back and, and retcon to make more interesting. So I think it kind of is the last vestige of how great the MCU was also. So are we having a Viking funeral for the MCU? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. They're in trouble. Uh, they're in trouble they, they're definitely in trouble they're in dangerous waters the marvels they should probably just like take a year off i didn't love the marvels i thought it was good but most people really hated it and it absolutely bombed at the box office so i think i think marvel's in trouble yep so before we head out here's something fun what have you watched this month? Let's let's do let's end my episodes with this every month. You know, like what are some new movies? You want me you to open my like? letterbox account or? Well, no, just like what are some what are some of the movies you've seen since we recorded last that you that you like that you enjoy that you'd recommend to people? Saltburn is not going to be for everybody. No, it is not. 
like I refuse to show that to my parents. <laughs> yeah, there's some the the vampire scene alone. My my dad's gonna look at me like, "Why the fuck are you showing this to me?" But he and I went and saw Iron Claw last night, and I enjoyed that. Um, I'm trying to think what else would be in the the range of. I still haven't sat down and seen Maestro or uh, May December or Nyad or probably Ooh. half the movies I should be watching because I'm doing this weird 1998 uh, podcast in like a week and I had to watch like 28 movies in very short well, order. Time out. Didn't have to. Didn't have to. I've made uh, it very clear you didn't have to watch that many movies. I told you repeatedly you did not have to watch that many movies. Well, to be fair, my 2008 list, which I didn't even know I was doing until <laughs> I was accidentally told, uh, has like 50 on it. But that's because it's like a certain level of nostalgia being the year I graduated from high school and the year I started college. So all of those like movies during that year are just like some true favorites of mine, like Forgetting Sarah Marshall and Step Brothers. Those are good movies. I recommend of the ones you just mentioned you haven't seen. I would recommend Nyad the most. Uh, Nyad, yeah. not, I cried a lot in Nyad, and I, I, I literally stood up and cheered like at the end when she, when, you know, with with her, what she does. I was, it was captivating what she did. Um, so I highly recommend Nyad. Meister was good. I rec the Iron Claw would be my big one. That I, that movie is devastating but beautiful. I know a lot of people say they cried during it and such. And while I can understand that, um, I really only cried at the last scene. Yeah, there were only, I cried then. I, I cried when um, brothers are reuniting. I don't want to spoil too much since it's pretty new. But when, okay. uh, you know what I'm talking about? No. All right, then I'll spoil it. So if you haven't seen Iron Claw, don't listen. Three, two, one. When uh when Carrie dies and he he yeah. meets his brothers again and he sees his he sees the kid and he says so you're my big brother and I'm like oh, I could cry right now talking about it I that that line to me broke me that was beautiful yeah I thought that was a very well done moment but it was not one where I broke quite yet the one that really got me was the true ending scene where um I'm no longer a brother yeah it will be your brothers. That, that and was, to me, the yeah. biggest one or the biggest moment of that entire sequence is him apologizing to his sons for breaking down and crying or showing vulnerability yeah. and mm -hmm. how he's even though he's tried to escape the clutches of toxic masculinity that have clearly been passed on to him by his father, he's yeah. somehow perpetuating it yet again, even though his sons kind of shake him out of it. And so yeah. only through the innocence of children do we get a moment of clarity and levity to break, I guess, this tragedy spell. Yeah, that was a great moment, too. Um, so highly recommend Iron Claw, wrestling fan or not wrestling fan. Highly recommend it. Um, and then the other one I'd yeah, say I'm is I'm not Wonka. a wrestling fan, and I really enjoyed the movie. So you do not yeah. need to know any like major stuff about it. They'll have the two yeah. title cards at the end that'll give you the like extra background on the movie with the ending of the story or the historical ending. But I think the rest of it is is just fine on its own without knowing anything walking in. And then, yeah, and then Wonka. I had a great time with Wonka. 
I thought it was delicious. Okay. Um, I got a recommendation on that from another friend of mine. So I, and again, it has Hugh Grant in the role he was born to play an Oompa Loompa. He's fantastic. He's hilarious. Chalamet is just wonderful. I mean, he's a theater kid. He absolutely crushed it. He was a great singer and great dancer. Is it an Oscars movie? No. Is it lean? Does it lean towards kids? Yes. Well, of course it does. It's made for kids. Yeah, I know. Well, some people are like bashing it and they're like, oh, this is, this isn't my Willy Wonka. It's like, relax. You watched Willy Wonka when you were a kid. What, what fucking universe are you in? But no, I, I was this close, this close to if the Packers had beaten the Giants and Dana hadn't gone the other way, my potential, let's say bet or the, the, um, I'm sure you didn't listen to that episode, but we were making a, a bad movie bet with Kieran, and I almost made him mm. go watch Wonka in the theater. No, I did listen to that episode. And yeah, no, I th- I had a good time with it. I think there are good songs. And there's a heartwarming story. Surprisingly, it wasn't the mother-son story that was the best part of the movie. I thought that was for sure what was going to make me cry. It was a different relationship in the movie. I won't spoil that. But um, yeah, I, I had a good time with it. I think it's a good... A fun musical that that you know highlights a different side of Chalamet, who usually plays pretty either disturbed or just broken down characters. Uh, he's whimsical. He's delightful. I had a great time with it. So I recommend Ironclaw and Wonka and Nyad. Go check out Nyad. Well, before we head out, why don't you uh, tell them where they can find you? Yeah, absolutely. At Gmode Podcast and all of our socials, so that now includes Letterboxd and YouTube. We have all of our back audio episodes up on YouTube. We're on X, we're on Facebook, although not under at Gmode Podcast. And uh, we're on TikTok technically, although I don't think we've ever created anything for TikTok. We gotta get um, Dana. I know on that the, on tickles you, but oh Dana is a heavy TikToker. Like seriously, there were two full days over the Christmas break that he did nothing but watch TikTok all day. Jesus, that's great. It's fantastic. It's not. (laughs) It's annoying. Uh, But anyway, nice. Like you cannot break his focus when he's in TikTok mode. (laughs) It's amazing. You can have full conversations like a foot away from me. What? What? Just sipping on bourbon watching some tiktoks what a life what a life Mm. i suppose it could be worse but uh (laughs) yeah all of those and anywhere you can get podcasts uh we have season five coming up as i keep putting it we're about to the point where we've been around four years that'll be at the end of february and we'll have been around longer than the trump administration at least the first one at least the first one yeah I don't open that possibility since uh, right now it looks like he might be the favorite to uh, win re-election. Who knows about the second, third, fourth, or fifth, but the first one, uh, it was longer than that. But getting back to the actual point, we're going to be having our, uh, well, actually by the time this gets released, depending on when we release it, um, we may or may not have dropped the episode with our top 10 individual years in movies. Hmm. That'll be exciting. Yes, we are waiting and anticipating anyone who wants to get us a list. We will read it off with ours. So, all right. 2023, 2022, 2021, 2020, 2019, 20. So, the last 10 years. 2020 was not a good year in film. That's fair. No, it was not. 
No, it was not. 2019, I am willing to entertain. That was a good one. That was a good one. That was that might be the best one in most recent memory. But all right, yeah, go listen to him. Go follow him. Great listen. Always fun family dynamic to listen to there. Um, and then you okay. can yeah, it's great. I love <laughs> okay. And if you have any trouble finding the movies they're talking about, you can find them on the Real Good app. That's R E E L G O O D. So were you upset when Kieran started doing that now? Well, you know, you know, imitation. It's the best form of flattery, right? You know, he's got to copy. He's got to do what I do because he thinks it's cool. You know, so that's, you know, it's flattering, really. It's flattering. Okay. I just <laughs> wanted to check, you know. Um, that was un- unprompted. He just decided he was going to start doing that, and I let him. No, I yeah, I we had talked about it. He asked me. He's like, wait, so did Tom ask you to do that? And I was like, well, I mean, kind of a little bit. Like, like I was mouthing it along with him, and then he just decided to start throwing it to me. And he's like, oh, okay, I think I'm going to do it. And I was like, okay, well, I did it first, but that's not, you can do it too. Sure. That's like second is cool, I guess. Uh, so go listen to him. Go follow us on Twitter or X or whatever your social pronouns are uh, at the Circuitverse. At Rev Almanac, you can check that social out as well. Pronouns. <laughs> social pronouns. Social pronouns. Oh, do you go Jesus. by Twitter? Do you go by X? Do you go by, I don't know some other thing threads i don't know you know whatever you go by so go follow us on twitter go check us out our other stuff too thank you that's gonna do it thanks man for coming on and we'll we'll head over to part two um so everybody out there thank you for listening and remember if i can find the line it's ian his name's ian